Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recording with Miss Claire Lopez on Monday, December 4th, 2023 at 12.05 p.m. Eastern Time. And as I just did in the prior episode and as I just told Claire, podcast has a sponsor now, Fox & Sons Coffee. Promo code time, you get 10% off. I don't know. It's coffee. Get jacked up. Pay attention to the show. You want to, you want to know how I do multiple shows a day? It's caffeine. It's it's literally caffeine and exercise. Um, but with that, it's been a minute since Miss Lopez has been on. I think, obviously, before Thanksgiving. I don't even or early November, right? I think so. It's been a while. It has been. Guys, go into the description. Please go follow Claire on Twitter. The links to all of her all of her articles and good stuff is in the description. Um, but per the title of the show. Biden urging Israel to not destroy Hamas. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, you know, I was just reading a couple articles before uh, starting here with you today, Tommy, and uh, one of them was written by Jed Babin at the American Spectator. Take a look at that one. Uh, The other written by Robert Spencer at Front Page Magazine, both to the same point, though, um, which which you've you've, uh, pointed to here, and that is that while on the surface, it it looks like, and from statements by President Biden, by Secretary of State uh, Anthony Blinken, and others in in the Biden administration, it it, it looks like uh, the United States um, is solidly behind Israel and uh, understands that this is an existential war uh, for Israel, that Hamas can no longer be allowed. Uh, to exist in the Gaza Strip, um, that it must be completely defeated. But then there are other statements coming out to the effect of, well, um, you know, be careful about the civilian casualties, be careful um, that you don't do in the southern part of the Gaza Strip what you did in the northern part um, right after the Shabbat massacre of October 7, when the IDF went into northern Gaza, they are now operating further to the south in the area of Khan Yunus, which is, I guess, probably the second large population center in Gaza. To the north is Gaza City, and the south is Khan Yunus. Many other communities, too, but those, uh, the two largest. And the IDF is now operating in the south. And the statements coming out are all about Well, you know, um, whatever you have to do, Israel, but uh, make sure you don't uh, kill any civilians and, um, you know, completely ignoring the fact that Hamas deliberately commits war crimes by 
positioning its military uh, headquarters, its um, rocket and missile launch sites, its ammunition uh, dumps in civilian areas, including uh, in and underneath hospitals, um, schools, um, and, and ordinary homes. And so there is a mixed message, it would seem, coming out, you know, from the Biden administration, um, which uh, we did not hear at all after Pearl Harbor in 1941 or 9-11 uh, in September of 2001. But for the Jews, for the Jewish state of Israel, now we're hearing this. Yeah. I mean, on one hand, it might just seem like maybe it's. It's just kind of empty PR. It's just kind of like, a, of course, they're going to say that. Um, but on the other hand, it's there's also like, um, you know, when it comes to, I don't know, just the general idea of doing the right thing in your life. And it doesn't matter whether or not people make fun of you or if they, you know, believe your motives. If, you know, deep down, you know, you're doing something for the whatever that thing is. You're like, I'm just going to go do this thing and I'm going to do it. And I don't care who likes it or doesn't. You know, when you look at the videos of going through like a hospital or a school and finding all the munitions and mortars and artillery shells, you know, wrapped in wire with a cell phone on it. And then the responses on Twitter or Instagram are like deep fake IDF propaganda. At a certain point, you go. The mind is made up. They are not going to side with Israel in any rational, coherent manner. It's not that it's a it's not that it's a healthy skepticism of of anything it's that their mind's made up it's israel's it's it's fake it's not real it's an old video it's it, these are crisis actors that i saw one where it's the, they're they're moving boxes with medical supplies and my top comment was like those boxes look empty they look like and it's like at a certain point they've made up their mind and there's nothing you're ever going to do to convince them so disregard it and move forward and i and i kind of feel like that's that's where the IDF, the Mossad, that entire country is going right now is, hey, man, they're going to like you or they're going to not. It's this is their 9-11. Proportionally, it was greater than 9-11 mm -hmm. in terms of population comparison. I would imagine that's kind of where they're at right now is like, don't I don't don't pay attention. Don't read the. It's like what they. It's like what all the coaches say whenever an underdog team goes to the Super Bowl or something. They're like, don't watch the news. Don't read anything just kind of move forward. Is there any legitimacy to that? Is Do you think the Biden administration saying this, do you think it is just kind of BS, you know, hey, I have to say this kind of thing? No, I, th I think you're right, Tommy, that um, perhaps the, the extent, the scope of, of the anti-Semitism, the Jew hatred um, was underestimated by, by we who, who support the Jewish people, who support Israel's right to exist. And since the Holocaust, back, you know, in the last century, um, there has always been anti-Semitism. There's always been Jew hatred, um, especially coming out of the Islamic world, um, the Islamic movement, the Muslim Brotherhood, um, you know, parties in the Middle East, like the Islamic Republic of Iran, which, of course, um, is the sponsor uh, that arms, backs, funds, trains, uh, all of these uh, Islamic terror groups from Hamas to Palestinian Islamic Jihad, also in the Gaza Strip, uh, Hezbollah, 
the uh, the Hashdashabi uh, Shiite um, terror militias in Iraq uh, and those attacking us, we Americans, um, in both Iraq and uh, the former Syria. Now, dozens and dozens and dozens of attacks. Uh, those are by militias armed back fun trained uh, by by the Islamic Republic of Iran. And of course, most recently, um, in these last couple of days or a few days, um, the attacks uh, coming uh, from the Houthis oh, in, yeah. in Yemen, also an Iranian uh, Islamic terror proxy group uh, taking aim at commercial shipping in the Red Sea area, but also uh, at least aimed in the direction of um, American naval vessels there. So all of this basically Jew hatred, anti-Semitism has long been there. Um, and, and certainly the head of the Hydra is the Islamic Republic of Iran today. Um, but I'm not sure that we here in the United States or even the West appreciated the extent of the venom, the viciousness, the um, just incredible. Um, I was surprised. Extent of 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 you know the hatred by students on campuses who probably couldn't find Yemen on a map to save their lives because they don't learn anything useful in school these days, um, but somehow have 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 internalized. Uh, Jew hatred and anti-Semitism, and 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 you know we have to ask where does that come from? How how did they get to that point where they're you know screaming on campus against their fellow students who happen to be Jewish, you know chasing them uh, in, into uh, a library where the the Jewish students take take refuge at CUNY, uh, or I'm sorry at um, uh, the, the the university in New York. SUNY. Um, S-U-N-Y? Uh, no, no, it's the that's other a, one. Uh, uh, that's, a, uh, that's a university system. In any case, though, chasing them into library where they, they had to take refuge and lock the door because the mobs were after them, you know, or the screaming and shouting the banners, uh, the placards, um, you know, from the river to the sea. And then if you ask them, well, what river do you mean? Yeah. They haven't a clue. Of course not. What sea is that? They have no idea. But in their minds, they know that it means uh, destroy the Jewish people, destroy the Jewish state of Israel. And that's that's what they're about. So um, we have to ask ourselves, where does this come from? And and I think we have a few answers to that. We we know where this comes from um, and we, we can we can talk about that. You know me well enough to know that I don't hold any water for the the, the brain dead Marxists of my generation. I would actually say though, I would imagine there's a decent amount of anti-Semitism because they're generally very hateful. I think a lot of them don't think through anything. I think it's just mm. edgy. It's the same ones that wear Sheikh Wavera shirt. And it's like, if you were alive, he, he executed homosexuals like, and artists. Like that's y'all. The same ones that, you know, say, you know, queers for, for, for Gaza. It's like, you will be thrown off of a bridge before breakfast. Like that would just be a morning thing instead of like a vape. It'd be like, let's throw this guy off the bridge. So I would, and again, you know me well enough. And anyone who watched the show knows I don't stand with them at all. But if I just had to like really be as honest as I could, I would say a decent amount of them are simply saying 
something because it's the new it's just yeah. the new edgy whatever you know i i think you may be right about that um and and they have been taught now through generations of students on these campuses uh, not all campuses uh, but but some of the most prominent ones like harvard uh, like columbia um they have been taught that the world is divided into two parts the oppressed and the oppressors and they uh, you know they they don't do homework they 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 don't do anything you know about actually researching what this might mean but for them and what they've been taught uh the oppressors uh, include anybody uh, who's white, uh, anybody um, who is an American patriot, anyone who supports the Jewish people who, oddly enough, think about this, back in World War II, um, when the Nazis were murdering, slaughtering Jews by the millions, they did so because the Jews were untermensch, mm -hmm. untermensch, under class people, dark-skinned people. Uh, that was one of their excuses. Um, but today, somehow, uh, the oppressor class, to include the Jewish people, identifies them as white. And so that's why they have to be opposed. Uh. And then, of course, the oppressed are uh, anybody, uh, you know, who's colored, anyone uh, who comes from, um, you know, part of the world that is not traditionally Caucasian? Um, that that they're they're the uh, the, the, the that that they are the oppressed, and so this this dichotomy, oppressor oppressed, um, is the way they see the world, and they just kind of uh, echo what what their leftist and yes Marxist. Um, uh, you know, Jew-hating professors tell them uh, that the Jews are white, so they're the oppressors, and, you know, these poor people who live in Gaza, or maybe Judea and Samaria, who are not Israeli, who are not Jewish, um, are, you know, the oppressed, and, and that's how they see the world. They have no clue what they're talking about, of course, but that's how they see the world. I think I would even go one step further with with my my saying that they're not really thinking it through because I mean, they, the same, they, they, they call, you know, you and I Nazis because we, you know, are conservative and supported president Trump. Meanwhile, openly calling for the fighting back against Israel and to stand there and take it, which makes me think that either at their core, they're, they're anti-Semitic, which may be true, but I also just think it, it there really is no, there is no, there's, there's nothing deeper than the surface level. It's just immediate. Yeah, it's, it's the yeah. toddler screaming. What do you want? Do you want to, you want, you know, it's like when my, my dog, when he was old and he was just kind of like senile, I was like, do you want to go outside? We go outside. You want to go in? What do you want? You want food? You want water? You want me to hold you? Do you want, what, what do you want? And it's just, there's nothing there. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. then I would go. So if we can examine that and say that they're sort of like a blank canvas that doesn't actually have any internal monologue and they're not thinking about what they're saying, that's one thing. But then you have to go, well, who's someone with some intellect is putting a message on that blank canvas? Yes. Who is that? I would say that is a hardcore anti-Semitic group of people, yes. entity, influence, whatever. 
Absolutely right. And, and on campus, that certainly includes the Marxist communist elements among the professors. Uh, it also includes a, um, a heavy presence of the Muslim Brotherhood and its front groups. Uh, the Muslim Student Association, as we know, the very first Muslim Brotherhood. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A front group organization founded in the United States in 1964, 64, on the campus of the University of Illinois Champaign-Urbana campus, uh, has now grown and spread to just about every major university uh, in the United States and even on down to the high school level. Uh, so uh, there are offshoots of, of the Muslim Student Association also to include Students for Justice in Palestine. We've all seen them and um, heard them, you know, screaming their Jew hatred. Um, Students for Justice in Palestine is the campus branch of American Muslims for Palestine, a Muslim Brotherhood front group, and uh, one of the founding members, AMP is, founding members of the uh, USCMO, United States Council of Muslim Organizations, the Muslim Brotherhood political umbrella group that was founded back in 2014, and AMP was a founding member of that. AMP, by the way, also is very close to the AKP, the Justice and Development Party that rules Turkey, co-founded that, that um, political party, the AKP, co-founded by their current uh, regime leader, uh, President Recep Tayyip Erdogan, who is himself very close and supportive of Hamas in Gaza. Hamas, of course, being the Gaza branch of the original Muslim Brotherhood coming out of Egypt. So you see how all of this goes full circle. Mm. So to tie it back to, to, to Biden uh, urging not to, not to eradicate Hamas, <clears throat> I don't I don't support President Biden or that administration, but I also I don't they're not they're not stupid. They know they know what they're doing. Do you think this is just lip service to their base? I think that the Democrat Party is is uh, very much and visibly divided now. Hmm. And uh, so? I, I find that interesting. Of course, um, you know, right after the October 7 Shabbat massacre, uh, President Biden and um, Secretary of State Antony Blinken and others of the administration came out with very strong statements of support for Israel and rushed two aircraft carrier strike groups to the region, the USS uh, Dwight Eisenhower and uh, the USS Gerald Ford. Yeah, the newest uh, A Marine expeditionary unit was uh, rerouted from Kuwait where it had been uh, for exercises to the Red Sea where it's now doing, by the way, um, very good work in deflecting, uh, downing, intercepting uh, the, these missiles coming out of uh, Yemen, fired by the uh, the Iranian proxy Houthis. Um, so all of that, and oh, and also a nuclear-powered submarine sent to the region also. So it looked 
right after October 7th, you know, like a very strong administrative uh, response um, to the massacre. Uh, but then you saw uh, the leftist uh, Islamic Jihad squad branches of the Democrat Party to include Jihad squad members like uh, Rashida Tlaib and uh, Ilhan Omar and, and the others um, issuing their own statements and uh, some pretty uh, strident rants out on the steps of the Capitol, as I recall, uh, from Representative Rashida Tlaib um, that were horrifically uh, anti-Semitic and, and Jew-hating. So there's that whole section, subunit of, of the Democrat Party that Biden in, in, a, in a, you know, coming up an election year has to contend with when he's already, you know, way underwater compared to, uh, uh, you know, former President Donald Trump, who's running away with the polls, even in a head-to-head one-on-one match with uh, Joe Biden. So um, I think I think the Biden administration's in a bit of a pickle uh, because it faces opposition from within its own party. That is, that is interesting. And you know, one thing I, I do guess I commend the left on, if I can do that with anything, is is their ability to kind of whip everyone in line and go for a singular good, go for a singular goal, like almost like a shape charge. Like they just poke. Usually, in usually, yeah. you wonder are they going to get them in line? And it's you know, no, you know, it's, it's like there's the, no way. Well, it's like the I mean, you I, know, the jihad squad is never going to come around to supporting the Jewish state of Israel. I, and it's kind of you know, it is kind of hilarious though, right? Because it's not like, going to happen. It's like your your revolutionaries are always the first that the new power then puts up against the wall, right? Because it's those yeah. are the ones capable and willing to enact change. It is kind of funny seeing this, you know, radical group now getting away from them, and then with RFK, you know, chipping away votes from that. It is mm-hmm. kind of interesting, actually, to kind of where we're going now. So. Which I guess full circle would would make me think that that is that's why they're urging Israel to not eradicate Hamas, trying to hold Israel back, try to ho- trying to hold uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu back, the IDF back, um, you know, just uh, you know, do what you got to do, but you know, don't really win the war. Yeah, that that that's where this is going. Don't destroy Hamas so that it can never ever again threaten. Um, the Jewish people, the Israeli people, uh, don't don't go all the way to to hunting down all of their leadership figures, whether they're hiding in the tunnels now under Khan Yunus, Yahya Sinwar, Mohammed Daif, um, or they're living in the laps of uh, luxury in in various you know middle Middle Eastern um, uh, places like the United Arab Emirates, where you've got Musa Abu Marzouk hiding out. Uh, and that, well, not even hiding so much, right? Uh, or uh, in uh, Doha, in Qatar, you've got um, Ismail Haniya and uh, Khaled Mishal. Um, and the the Israeli leadership and, and, you know, Prime Minister Netanyahu, as well as the uh, Minister of Defense, Yoav Gallant, have openly and firmly um, stated that they will hunt down these leaders of Hamas wherever they may be. And let's remember 
what happened after the 1972 Olympic mm. uh, Games Operation massacre Wrath of, God. of of Israeli athletes in Munich by by Black September. Uh, it took a lot of years, but the Israelis hunted down every single one of those responsible for that atrocity and um, sent them off to meet their virgins. And I think that's probably what's going to happen um, with these Hamas leaders too, uh, no matter no matter what kind of pressure is, is placed on them um, by the Biden administration or anyone else, um, world opinion or, or students on campus, what have you. Um, the, the, the one thing that, that that's really important to note here though is that Israel relies to a great extent on the United States to resupply, especially its ammunition, artillery rounds, mortar rounds, um, uh, the Iron Dome uh, missile, um, you know, uh, missiles uh, for for its def air defense system, and uh, that's that's critical that, that 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 resupply continue until the job is done. It wasn't until May eleventh, nineteen sixty, that they the Mossad. Uh, kidnapped Adolf Eichmann in in Buenos mm, Aires. I don't know from what, World War Two. It's also yeah. it's this is episode one thousand three hundred eighty five. Just as an aside, I don't know why I've never actually used my other computer right now. I just pull up stuff on <laughs> it's, it's living I living. Normally, I pull up my phone and I do the whole awkward. I'm like, hey, I'm not checking text. I'm looking up something for this, but this is so much easier. But yeah, no, that's fifteen years later, right? And I think yeah. they found Mengele, but he had a heart attack or a stroke when he was in the ocean and and I believe drowned. But yeah, no, they 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 went and found him, and not only that, they didn't pop him. I mean, they they brought him. The, how they got him back is just as cool as how they got him. But what an operation, right? Yeah, yeah, brought him back and put him on trial. It's it's that's such a crazy crazy good story. But I mean, no, they they will do it. So, but then so let's let's take that. Let's take let's take Adolf Eichmann, and then let's you know the Black September. This so let's theoretically let's just say fifteen years. If this one was fifteen years, we can say. December. I, I suspect it may not take that long this time. No, but just in terms of like what we're like based on the past, what could take that long? Would you say up to what 2038? Are they going to eventually, right? If you're taking out all these little kind of roots on the bottom or, or excuse me, branches at the top, you, you got to get down to the roots. Will they, you don't want to do it overtly because that would be world war, but will they eventually follow this back up to Iran? Will they take out people? Well, you know, beyond Iran's sponsorship of all these Islamic jihad terror groups like Hamas and Pij and Hezbollah and the Houthis and so forth, beyond that, um, there's the, the Iranian nuclear weapons program. Hmm. And there will come a day when Israel will have to take internationally sanctioned anticipatory self-defense measures against that nuclear weapons program. Yeah. Um, I don't know uh, what their intelligence can show right now, but I think it's probably the best um, in the world about where the Iranian um, nuclear weapons program is right now. I would think that at the point that Iran begins to marry its nuclear warheads, and yes, I think they've been building warheads for years, at least a small handful, when they begin to marry those up to the nose cones of their ballistic missiles, uh, at which point the international community, okay, now it's a weapon. Yeah. Um, at that point, uh, Israel will have no choice, but will have to defend itself 
uh, anticipatory self-defense absolutely sanctioned under international law. You don't have to wait for a nuclear strike on Tel Aviv um, to defend yourself. And that day will come. Uh, but in the meantime, in the meantime, now that 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 we're dealing mostly at this point in time uh, with, with these Iranian Islamic jihad terror proxies that we've we've mentioned, um, a meaningful strike against some of them. I can think of the port of Hudeida on the Babel Mandeb would seriously inconvenience the Houthis. Um, I can think of uh, more than striking empty warehouses in Iraq or the former Syria, uh, from whence the attacks against our military, I think it's upward near 80 different attacks now so far and counting. Uh, and so far we've hit some empty warehouses. Uh, maybe I think the reporting recently is that a few IRGC, um, I, I guess they're probably Quds Force, um, have been taken out as well recently. Uh, it needs to be a lot more meaningful than that. And we know how to do that. Um, and the Israelis do too. So uh, these kinds of strikes that really send the message home, um, I think is what needs to happen. You know, President Trump, back in January of 2020, really got the regime's attention <laughs> uh, when, when you know, he took out uh, Quds Force Commander Qasem Soleimani. I prefer Salami. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, that got their attention seriously, and they pulled in. They pulled back for the remainder of President Trump's uh, tenure in office. Well, that administration, anyway. We're looking forward to the next one. Um but but that's the kind of 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 uh, you know response that that will get their attention and not much else, you know, short of something as meaningful as that is going to do the job. Middle East is a tough place. It's strong horse, weak horse, mm -hmm. and um, you know all of the other regional uh, you know governments are watching closely what happens. Uh, in Gaza, uh, when Israel emerges completely and totally victorious, which it's going to do, and finishes the destruction of Hamas, those neighboring countries, uh, among them uh, the, the original uh, signatories to the Abraham Accords, United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, um, I'll say Morocco, I, I'm not quite sure what to say about Sudan at the moment, um, but but their uh, their uh, commitment to the Abraham Accords will will be uh, you know even even more um, underlined, even more solidified. And I think you'll see others, perhaps even Saudi Arabia, uh, joining in. But Israel has to be allowed to emerge the strong horse because that's how things work in the Middle East. Uh, the victor. Uh, the strong horse gains, um, you know, the support and and uh, the the allegiance, uh, you know, for whatever period of time that may be. Um, but uh, that that's that's how things are in that neighborhood. Are the are the two aircraft carrier groups still there? Uh, yes, I believe so. One is in the, um, I think maybe both actually in the Eastern Mediterranean, if I'm not mistaken. 
Uh, the 26th Marine Expeditionary Unit is in the Red Sea, as we've mentioned, uh, with the um, the naval destroyer, the USS Kearney, um, doing yeoman's duty, uh, taking out these uh, Houthi uh, rockets and missile drones, you know, fired in the direction of um, now commercial shipping, the direction of the Kearney itself, maybe the direction of Israel. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, and then, of course, the nuclear-powered submarine. Um, not completely sure where it is, but perhaps the Persian Gulf. Again, this is so easy. I don't know why I've never used this before. It's just right here, big screen and in keyboard. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm happy for you, Tony. Thank you, baby steps. I'll, I'll learn how to. I still don't know how to tie tie, so maybe one day, yeah. Um, you, you don't need a tie. No, 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 no I, I don't mean that. Terms of, like, general, you don't have to either. I mean, yeah, no. I mean, in terms of like general, like delayed maturity. I went to private Catholic school for twelve years. Never once learned how to tie. I actually had my Uber driver tie my tie before i went into my medical school interview so oh I don't dear know. didn't yeah. you have a clip-on or something no i didn't i didn't high school but i didn't for the the, the med school interview so i had this guy i tipped him but um <laughs> so hey baby steps oh, that's um, great that's a good story yeah but so the destroyer carney right now yeah so this this story is from seven hours ago said it just shot or not maybe it's just a, a late story said it shot down Three drones in the Red Sea. That's from seven hours. Five ago. now. I think it's up to five. Okay. So, and then, yeah, it's true time drones. Okay. Yeah. Because never mind that some stories are from 18 hours ago. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's wild. I mean, somebody said in one of the, the video game chats I was doing last night, they're like, oh, they just launched drones at like uh, U.S. ships. And I was like, mm -hmm. what? And, and, and said, shot them down. I thought they were saying, I mean, were... now, thankfully, there were no U.S. casualties, injuries, or otherwise. Uh, and as I understand it, the other three uh, commercial vessels, I think they were Bahamian and Panamanian flagged vessels, commercial, um, moderate damage, I think, to two, and another one was pretty seriously damaged. So, I'm not sure what happened to the third one yet. Yeah, so... Um... In its statement, U.S. Central Command said, quote, we have every reason to believe that these attacks, while launched by Houthis in Yemen, are fully enabled by Iran. The United States will consider all appropriate responses in full coordination with its international allies and partners. So that's kind of interesting that they're starting to o openly kind of point fingers. Well, you're right. I mean, that's that's, you know, uh, among or about the first time. Uh, that we've heard this administration actually point the finger yeah. directly at the Iranian regime. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a um, a step in the right direction. Let's see where they go with that. Yeah. Now, I wonder, I mean, you got to wonder, is this sort of the whole back to the don't destroy Hamas? I feel like they're still trying to, like, had again as someone that doesn't know how to tie a tie, I'm not like, saying how, you know, administrations are run, but I imagine that's, you would kind of keep throwing that don't attack, don't attack, uh, don't eradicate Hamas. You're using all the words, and words are cheap, but you're using that to sort of buffer against the coming actions of, I don't know, maybe pointing out that it is Iran. 
Well, I mean, you know, up until now, um, the United States and, and, and Europeans were very much focused on trying to keep the, the conflict from expanding. That seemed to be their number one objective. Um, let Israel go as far as it needs to, but don't let the thing expand. Yeah. Um, but it's not Israel that's expanding the conflict. It's Iran uh, through its proxies, the way it you know typically likes to operate uh, from the northern uh, border of of Israel with Lebanon, um, Hezbollah firing uh, rockets and drones uh, across across that border, and, and and we've mentioned you know the the attacks against uh, U.S. troops and bases um, there in the Middle East. But now, you know this um, the, the, this barrage of of rockets and drones and missiles coming out of Yemen, that's a real um, e e expansion of 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 the of the conflict. And knowing, of course, as we all do, um, that that those Houthis are supported, armed, trained, funded by the Iranian regime, uh, that's a real. Uh, acceleration, a real expansion of of the uh, of the conflict regionally, and and also because they're attacking, you know, ships that are flagged under completely unrelated countries to the to, to the original conflict, um, you know, between Israel and Hamas, the Bahamas, Panama, you know, so um, yep. it, it it's it's notable uh, and um, right. That the Pentagon spokesman should finally, uh, you know, openly say uh, these are Iranian uh, proxies that are that are backed and and uh, armed with these drones and missiles by the Iranian regime. Um, let's see if they follow up that with with actual action. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I would imagine they've known it for a while. It's just now they're openly saying. Obviously, they have their their intelligence, but. Back to the them attacking the those other ships. Mm -hmm. It's like, man, you're not even. I play devil's advocate all the time, just because it's a to me, it's like mentally stimulating to try to see the other side, right? Like saying, I don't know if they're all dirty, you know, anti semites, or if they actually just are just stupid college kids. Like, I just, I to me, it's a challenge to myself. It's not any benefit of the doubt to them. I mean, like maybe I'd be like, well, I don't. Maybe they're pro Gaza and their grandpas from there, so they're attacking you. At maybe it doesn't make it, but you're just attacking other shipping lanes. I mean, you're really not helping your cause. To you are just coming across as like that basic like post nine eleven kind of talking point of like they're barbaric. They're what do you what? They respond to force. They're they, you can't you can't negotiate with an animal. You you have to negotiate with the grizzly bears with a shotgun like. I mean, when you just attack random sh like shipping lanes, it's like what? It well, it's 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 the Iranian regime trying to uh, expand the conflict, yes, yeah. um, but also to cause as much chaos in the region as as possible. Chaos uh, that now directly involves U.S. naval forces as well as these other countries' commercial shipping. Yeah. Uh, I mean... And that that's what they want to do. Uh, that that is that is clearly their objective. Uh, in 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 the way that this conflict, you know, has 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 been expanded by by the uh, the the Mullah's regime. Yeah, I mean, 
right? I mean, it is primarily the U.S. guarding free and open shipping lanes. You know, mm-hmm. if you can't attack the aircraft carrier, they got SeaWiz and Phalanx. I mean, attack the attack the small ships, and hopefully, maybe the U.S. will come to defend them, and then yet attack. Because it hasn't all been for. I mean, right? The USS Cole. I mean, that was hey, that was what a little a little dingy. Like you, you they they accomplished their goal. It can be done. It's just, yeah, they're not. It almost, it almost seems like frustrating on one hand that you have these little drones. And the other article said, you know, they shot down cruise missiles going to Israel in, in October. It's almost got to be frustrating. You feel like you're swatting flies or like, you know, keeping. Well, I mean, a couple of those flies did some serious damage to at least one of those commercial vessels um, that, 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 you know, were, were hit with, with drone strikes in the last day or so. Well, what, what I'm getting at is it's gotta be frustrating. Just kind of these, just going back and forth and you can't do anything. Maybe that's finally why they're pointing out that it's Iran to be like, you know what? It's, these aren't just little flies. Like we, this is coming from somewhere. Is there any logic to that? I mean, trying to at least start to point fingers, be like, we well, it's almost it's um, th- there's no way to to get around identifying the Iranian regime as behind all of this anymore. Yeah, there's no way to avoid that. Yeah, especially as we see, you know, all of these different Islamic jihad proxies from Hezbollah to the Hashdashabi in in Iraq to the Houthis now out of Yemen, they're all easily identifiable as Iranian Islamic Jihad proxies. Uh, I've heard uh, at least some speculation that the Biden administration may even now reconsider um, putting the Houthis back, Ansar al-Islam is is their actual name, Houthi is is the tribal name, back on the State Department foreign terrorist organizations list, which we'll recall uh, the Biden administration removed the Houthis from that list in one of its first, you know, acts uh, in, 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 in office back in 2021. And uh, we've seen the chaos and the carnage that has resulted. Uh, at least there is talk now that the Biden administration may just have to put them back on that foreign terrorist organizations list now that um, they've clearly committed acts of international uh, terrorism and war crimes, um, attacking innocent commercial shipping cargo ships, um, as well as perhaps lobbying in at least in the direction of the U.S. naval vessels, um, like the destroyer, um, the Carney. And then, to you know, Israel leaning in and moving into Gaza, and we were talking about eventually, maybe years down the road, maybe in hours, you know, preemptively going after Iran or their nuclear program. If that does happen, or when that does happen. We, I would imagine we would go in with them as much as we say, like, we don't want this to happen. If it is going to happen, you want it to be done well, right? So the Israelis and the Israeli Air Force, oh, no, they're are they don't need us perfectly capable. Oh, I'm aware of I'm, doing what needs to be done 
vis-a-vis Iran's nuclear weapons program if it comes to that. I'm aware. It's like there's a, there's a game me and my buddies play called Payday, and you're just robbing banks, right? Great game. And uh, you, in it's you're trying to you're trying to you're trying not to like set the alarms off. You're trying to stay out of the lines of the cameras, and you're trying to be very stealthy, and you don't want to. You just want to do it very quietly. But every once in a while, uh, you know, I'm normally the I'm normally the idiot. I'll 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 get impatient and I'll be like screw this and just kind of like you know run in guns blazing, and as much as they might hate me because I'm ruining the I'm ruining our 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 mission, it is in their interest to follow in after me because if I die they're going to be down to three guys and now they're definitely going to lose and y'all get arrested or killed so it's like they might hate me for going in but if I'm gonna go in they're like we it's it's the least worst option to follow him in at least let's try to win this to a degree. I mean, you know, there's there's no question that the Iranian nuclear weapons program threatens um, much more than sure. uh, just Israel. They they call Israel the Shaitan Kuchik, the little Satan, and they call the United States the Shaitan Bazork, the the big Satan. And um, so there's there's almost no way conceivable that were Israel, let's say, to go it alone and go after Iran's nuclear weapons program, that that would not spread uh, in ways that would immediately involve the United States, which of course we have a presence all over the Middle East, not just diplomatic facilities, embassies and consulates, but military bases too, um, in many places around the Persian Gulf and and the broader Middle East. So uh, that's definitely a scenario. I always plug it. Fantastic book, Base Nation by David Vine. Just the the mind-boggling wrapping of of bases around the globe. Yeah, it's it's not it's not for nothing that it's all there. And yeah, I mean, right? It's like appeasement. Let's say they do wipe wipe out the little Satan. They get their dream. They they vaporize Israel. Where do you think they're going next? Like, you really think it just stops there? Like, it's not going to stop there. It's going to come to the United States. So it is in well, our interest. Certainly, our presence in the region, but sure. Um, no, that that's not going to happen to Israel. Yeah. No. no, no, I know it won't. But I mean, just in. But in they the... would take aim, and they've already threatened to take aim at our um, presence throughout the Middle East. As I said, both diplomatic and military, um, and it would draw in many of the other regional states as well. It, I mean, that that would be a nightmare scenario, of course. Do you think we're trying to keep it from from escalating because we are already involved in Ukraine and I mean it just seems like a matter of time Taiwan do you think we're trying to keep partly partly for for those other places uh, considerations yes Ukraine Taiwan uh, but also just for the Middle East region to to keep it from escalating sure. to the point that uh, you know even more countries are drawn into actual uh, combat. Uh, nobody wants that to happen. Uh, I don't think, except maybe maybe the mullahs. Well, sure. Um, so it it is about keeping things from escalating. But but obviously the Houthis would not have launched this barrage of rockets, missiles, uh, and drones against international commercial shipping, and at least in the direction of American naval vessels without the go-ahead from Tehran. And that's... 
So where is Tehran going with this? What do they think is going to happen? Do they think that the Biden administration is so weak, um, you know, so uh, unwilling, you know, to 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 take decisive action against them that they can get away with anything? Um, you know, they're they're uh, they're pushing the envelope. They're they're um, they're hitting the bee's nest. I I I really hope that there are significant. Um, retaliatory responses to to this what's happened now in the last 24 hours yeah it's like yeah they're getting the blessing from higher up and again it, it, they're like you know if iran, not orders if not outright sure, orders sure yeah and you know they're not stupid iran's not stupid the higher ups aren't like higher ups everywhere they're not some are but the most aren't they can be evil but they're not stupid so this is coming from somewhere and I mean, is it, and they have to go, well, what's the logic to that? And it might be that we've reached an event horizon of logic. Then it's like, oh, well, no, it's just holy jihad well, and they have uh, to kill us all. And it's like, we, oh, well. We have to, we have to, in a way, um, put, get get our thinking uh, at least aligned and understanding their thinking. Think back, for example, to the time of the Ayatollah Khomeini and what he said way back in the late 1980s before he died in 1989. And he said something to the effect of referring to his own country, to Iran. He said, let this land burn, I say, let this land go up in flames if it means that Islam triumphs in the world. So there are those uh, who, whose mindset is like that. Now, yeah. whether the current complete leadership, the the um, the Ayatollah Ali Khamenei, the, the current Supreme Leader, the top leadership of the IRGC, Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, the Quds Force, are they of the same mind as Khomeini? Obviously, they're devout, faithful, obedient Muslims. That's why they do what they do. It is obligatory for them to wage jihad but are they willing? Uh, Professor Lou Barris has, has been a, a brilliant mentor for me over the years. Um, a professor Emeritus at Purdue University in uh, Illinois. And he has written uh, even recently uh, at um, the BESA, uh, Begin Sadat, B-E-S-A, Begin Sadat, um, uh, what is it, Institute um, in, in Israel and their, their uh, publication online uh and he has written that uh we have to, we have to understand um whether that regime in Tehran is rational in the sense that we understand rational rational for us means we put the survival of our nation our people uh above all other uh goods or 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 to be desired uh outcomes but do they think that way in that rational mindset uh the way we do or not do their you know 12 or shiite islamic uh ideologies overcome rational thinking the way we think about rational that the highest the highest objective good value for us is survival of the people and the nation america um but do they think that way? Khomeini obviously did not remember that quote. But I don't know if anybody's ever seriously 
you know, in our leadership, they, they probably don't even know what Shiite 12 or ideology is, but have ever sat down and, and, and actually thought about this. Is their mindset rational according to our definition of rational? And that's what I, that's what I was, that's what I was getting to is, is, you know, what, what are the end, the end goal? It was like, um, when I, when I was a pledge in a fraternity and it's like my first semester of college and, uh, and I, and I wanted to do well in school because I, I loosely knew I, I wanted to go to medical school. I didn't get serious till like a year later, but I knew at the very least I couldn't fail. Mm -hmm. And I would use all this logic of like, I'll be like, no, but I have to study. Like I get the pledgeship thing and you got to do your dues and all that. And they would argue against me. And it, it took me until like, like most of the way through pledgeship, I realized I was only 19, but it dawned on me. I'm like, they're all okay kind of just being deadbeat, smoking pot, sitting around a frat house. And I want to go do this. Like our logics don't align. It's not like two people trying to make a compromise. I'm like, we want different things. They don't care. And I want to go do something bigger. So it's, that's what I was getting at. It's like, okay, mm -hmm, we have the drones mm -hmm. at the bottom. Not the, no pun intended, but like drones and then launched by Houthis. It's like, okay, okay. Or you have Hamas. And it's like, well, where are those weapons coming from? And where that, where's that funding coming from? And it's like, I ran. And then how does that go higher up? And eventually the logic might be, we're looking at it in terms of a geopolitical chessboard, looking at it in terms of US bases and you know shipping lanes. And they're looking at it in terms of the infidels must burn in the black fire. Yeah, I mean, the, the, like, the, <laughs> the uh, Judeo-Christian, liberal, uh, democratic style, Western mindset yeah does not very easily understand this kind of thinking which is completely different and alien to our own and our leadership here in the united states as i said they don't even know what these things are much less grapple with them and and that's that's dangerous because yeah. unless you put yourself in the mindset of the enemy what sun Tzu, right you know the enemy, know yourself, and you shall not fear the outcome of a thousand battles. Mm. But if we don't do that, and we don't understand their mindset, um, it'll be a different story. Yeah, it is. It is kind of. Yeah, it, it's you know you're dealing with a certain you know not not even a lapse in logic. It's just an evil logic. It's like um, Nazi Germany was still diverting materiel from the Eastern and Western Front to to continue the final solution even mm -hmm. as the fronts were crumbling they were still diverting materiel like this wasn't a, this wasn't a pet project on the side hey we're advancing Liebentrum, and we're going to go to the moon and we're doing all this and by the way we're going to kill the jews it, it was like no even as the country was falling inwards it was this is priority one and you realize oh oh we're not looking at the same logic where you know other countries maybe just wanted to survive this is actual pure evil and again so yeah we're looking at we're basing things maybe that comes down to why we're seeing what we're seeing you know we have carrier groups there because we want to keep it from escalating and you know they're shooting drones at us and we're swatting them down and it's like, like well, how come we're not attacking iran and it's well we don't want it to escalate into this global firestorm and it's like that's our logic as just as it's western human beings versus yeah they want to pull us down because it's a holy war and we have to you know, and it's like, oh, we're not even on, we're not speaking the same, same language. It's not that you speak one language and I speak another. It's that you want me dead and I'm trying to compromise with you. And it's like, dude, that 
What do you, how do you, and I would, you, I would suggest, you know, I, I'm looking at the clock here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll wrap bit, up. But, um, I think this may also, this discussion may, may, and what we're talking about may also feed into, um, some of the reasons for why, uh, the vaunted, um, Israeli, you know, leadership, intelligence, and, and otherwise failed to see October 7 coming. I think to some extent, uh, yes, over-reliance on their superior technology, some arrogance in there too. Um, but the intel, as we now know, was coming in. The intel from their collectors, technical, um, you know, or human, that intel about what Hamas was up to and planning was coming in for a long time before October 7th. But they didn't put their minds in the mindset of the enemy. And I find that surprising uh, for Israel. Um, I don't find it surprising for American leadership. They're they're lost. But, but I, I would have thought the Israeli leadership would have been better at, at you know, in understanding the Hamas Islamic Jihad, um, you know, Darul Islam versus Darul Harb mentality. And I think that their failure to do that is in at least some measure due to um, a failure to, to, to understand, um, you know, the enemy's mindset. Is it that, or do you, what do you think about, what do you think about the idea that there was, there was a stand down? to allow it to happen no to no no i don't know i'm, I'm never, with ever ever do that no I, i'm with you i just think what no. would be the logic of that if you're getting no. the intel it was that their analysis of the situation of the intelligence coming in overrode mistakenly overrode um the actual intelligence the facts um the warnings the indicators and warnings coming into them and their mindset was no and this was fed by the way of course and and, and cultivated by an iranian i think led information operation together with hamas to persuade um you know the israeli leadership that hamas was uh satisfied with, with economic um benefits like electricity and water and jobs that Israel was providing them and that as now the elected government of of Gaza Hamas uh, would turn or had turned its its uh, efforts to um you know the internal situation in Gaza um but that was of course completely wrong um and uh it it, it comes back to a failure, you know, to understand the intent and motivation of the enemy. There is, I, I mean, I, I don't think there was anything deliberate about disregarding sure. indicators and warnings. Yes, arrogance. Yes, over reliance on, uh, you know, technological superiority. Yes, all that. But I don't think anybody in Israeli leadership, political uh, intelligence, or military would ever ever deliberately allow a massacre like that to happen no they would not do that uh james bamford's book uh 
Shadow Factory, the Ultra Secret post 9-11 NSA. The first, it really should be two books. The second half is like a history up to current of the NSA. And then the first half, I don't know why it's not two books. The first half is what led up to 9-11. You know, to people that say the idea of, of we let 9-11 happen, he goes into it. And I think it's one of the more interesting ones is it's not that we didn't know or that we did know. He's talking about how just every node and cell phone and computer and chatter and phone was like a rising static. And then after the USS Cole to the point where he goes, we knew an attack was coming. You know, there are these reports going to Bush's office, starting under Clinton, but up to Bush saying like, you know, Mr. President, like it's going to happen any day. We don't know when. Basically like they knew something was going to happen. It's not that they knew where and that they allowed it to happen. It was just... But something I, I agree, but but they also did not and do not to this day understand what Islam actually is, what Islamic jihad means. Well, they're trying to look at it in their own the same rational through their system. own lenses, you which have... are Western. And it's it's almost a weird catch twenty two. It's like at a certain point you have to go. There is no, and we'll wrap it up. But at a certain point you have to go. There is no logic. They're not on the same field as us of 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 growth and 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 a community. It's like they're 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 monsters that want us dead. Therefore, we can't negotiate or try to understand them, and we just have to eradicate them. But then that very that very opinion is the opposite of 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 Western thinking. So it's this weird. To be to defeat the monster, become the monster is, is it's like a slippery slope. I don't know. I'm I'm just kind of thinking aloud now. I'm with you. We're not looking at it. We're look. We're we're trying to negotiate with with the rabid wolf, and it's like, dude, have fun with that. My negotiation is is a twelve gauge. It just is what it is. I'm not happy about it. Whatever. And I think that's maybe what it is. Is and it could also be the fact that they're sitting on top of you know the world's energy reserves. We also got got to be careful about well, that. Well, except that the United States of America has more proven energy reserves, coal, natural gas, and oil than any one of those countries over there, including Russia. Are you saying that just a couple of years ago we were energy independent? Is that yes. what you're trying and to say, the way Claire Lopez? To becoming energy dominant. Are, is that what I will President not stand Trump for? This says. conspiracy, this this misinformation that fact checked wrong. Yeah, no, it's a uh, yeah. yeah, no, and then that so that that logical point doesn't even stand up, and eventually you go, yeah, I mean, it's there is no, I don't know, what is the reasoning then? I don't know. We won't look at it for what it is. Maybe it really partly is just human like, nature, partly a Judeo-Christian based society. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That is no, um, good. Oh, we can wrap it up if you got a call or something. Uh, you want to wrap sorry. it up? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't expecting <laughs> no, that. You're good. You're good. You're good. Call you're me. good. I apologize. You're good. Till next time. Miss Claire Lopez. Guys, thank you okay. so much for watching. Much love, everybody. God bless. Peace. Record.